check out my sponsors. Helping my sponsors helps support the channel. I also have merchandise available. I sell a lot of it, so must be doing something right. Also, Super Chat and Streamlabs is always open and available to you to show your support live on the show. It's gross as fuck, but somebody's got to do it. I also have a Patreon where we have an exclusive podcast and other perks. And if any of those things strike your fancy, then go ahead and check out the Patreon as well. Links to all of this stuff can be found in the description section of the show and of all standalone videos. With all that shit out of the way, let's begin. What the fuck is going on, everybody? CPN up in this bitch. How the fuck are y'all doing out there? Fucking. It's the new year. It's 2019. We're four days into the motherfucking new year. Alright. Let's let the music die out. Alright, the music has died out. Alright, anyway. How the fuck y'all doing looking at the chat room and all that? Now, let me let me start off by saying I know everybody out there is expecting this new intro to, to fucking hit. And unfortunately, due to the uh, extreme busyness of uh, December, um, I only had little bits of time to work on it. And I went into crunch time and they're still like it's not completely ready yet. I'd say it's about 75% dud. And um, I'm not trying to give 75% of anything. So, But uh, it's been, uh, it's, it's been, uh, I, I worked, it, it's been taking a lot more work with this new one. Versus I've actually had to cut back a little bit too on uh, some of the stuff I wanted to do with it. 
<clears throat> just because like of how long it's taking. You know what I mean? It's uh it's not exactly the hardest shit in the world, just at times shit can get tedious. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But we do got some news to talk about. We got some things to talk about. We got some coonery on the horizon <clears throat> and all that other stuff. Um, people, uh, and I am I am kind of late to the show today. You know what I mean? Like 10 minutes late. Quite honestly, I was eating dinner, Fab. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to finish in time. But I was hungry. So it is what it is. Fuck you. I'm hungry. Look at me. Motherfucker. I, I like don't eat no more. So when I get to eat, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to do that shit. Anyway, how was y'all's new year, man? Uh, my new year was pretty dope. I uh, I hung out with Acetone. Um, he hit me up and said, uh, hey, what are you doing on New Year's? I'm going downtown in Tucson and stuff. I'll be at Cobra. Cobra's the shit, too. It's an arcade bar. And um, I made my way out there a few minutes after midnight is when I finally got there because I was also down in Sierra Vista uh, with my sister and her kids and stuff. But, um, you know, uh, made it out there. We partied. Then we went to uh, the homie's house, uh, Some uh, part of Acetone's crew, but there's a couple people in Acetone's crew that I know from uh, other things. But uh, anyway. So that was dope. Um, let's see here. Yesterday, I went to the E&J tour. Second date of the tour um, was here in Tucson. And I uh, believe Jay had a panic attack, and we're going to talk about that here in the news section. And obviously, always, because it's planet Earth, we always have some coonery to talk about. And there is definitely some coonery on the motherfucking horizon. We're going to talk about all that today on the show. And in a few weeks, I don't even know if I'll be on YouTube anymore because there's two games coming out in a few weeks. The Resident Evil 2 remake and Kingdom Hearts 3, both of which I have pre-ordered. Both of which I'll be going to midnight releases of and picking up. Um, Don't spoil the set list. I won't spoil the set list. Or maybe I will. Who knows? I'll tell you what song Jay doesn't play. He doesn't play any Shaggy songs. Yo. Big Butt Lover with that $5 Super Chat says, Want to feel old? It's been almost 10 years since Miracles came out. Time flies. You want to know something? You're right. This September... This fucking September, this September of this year, will be 10 years since Bang Pow Boom came out in which Miracles. Um, Miracles came out. Ain't that fucking crazy? And then next year will be 10 years since the video dropped and, and the Miracles meme started. That's fucking insane. Jugadad, with a five dollar super chat, says half the reason I watch is the chat and not legible on the screen. Fix it, or I'ma suck your little wiener and post it, fam. Damn. 
damn. Wait, it's not legible on the screen. Let me see here. Let me let me make my thing bigger here. Okay. Well, I, I'll look into fixing that. There's a lot of stuff I gotta fix. I'm sorry. A a as you probably understood, there was some sound issues in the beginning. I basically downloaded a new program to make everything sound better, but when it connects to OBS and the way everything works, everything is extremely meticulous. And so one little fuck up and you fuck your sound up. But I am working on it, fam. Y'all y'all don't give me the fucking credit, you know what I mean? I do all this shit by myself. So fuck y'all, man. Everyone else got teams out there. There is no team CPN. Maximum Overload with that $2 says, Shout out to the homie Kyle. Hashtag Juggernauti for life. Juggernauti in this bitch. Man. Get, get XSplit. Well, you want to know something? I don't want to pay for XSplit. XSplit they charge. I don't want to pay for XSplit. But maybe I will. Maybe it's better because you got to pay for it. Who knows? I mean, I'm pretty sure I can find a hacked version. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's get right into the shit, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, we got some juggalo news about stuff. Now, without spoiling it, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that the E&J tour is definitely worth hitting the fuck up. You know what I mean? Now, one thing, it's not, it's not going to be a spoiler on the set list. It's more going to be a spoiler on the merchandise. I don't know if this is true for the Shaggy show. I'm assuming it is. But they did not have tour shirts for the E&J tour. And I was like, God. I mean, I had to buy a shirt, so I bought a shirt. You know. Nisenda with that $2 says, you get new Mortal Kombat? Of, co of course I'm going to get the new Mortal Kombat. That just doesn't come out for a while. Of course I'm getting new Mortal Kombat, fam. Of course. Mortal Kombat in the house all day. I love Mortal Kombat. Been playing Mortal Kombat since the first one. Alright, in the arcade. Fuck the Super Nintendo version, but nonetheless. Nonetheless. There was no tour shirts for the for the ENJ tours, so um it is what it is. Gotta give a big shout out to the the, the native homies who who fucking cock blocked me on some hardcore shit uh at the show. So I, I was out in the bar area, and uh, I was talking to this. Uh, I was talking to this very, very uh, beautiful blonde chick, and she was somewhat, somewhat inebriated. And at some point, the question got asked, "Wait, how old are you?" And she's like, "I'm 28." 
I swear to God, this girl looked 19, fam. I was like, high fucking five. Like, you don't age. You know what I mean? But she had these beautiful eyes. She was one of those blonde chicks with, like, rim glasses and beautiful eyes just looking sexy in her glasses and all this other stuff. And so me and her are talking and stuff, and I'm like, you know what? It is possible. The way I mean this chick, are t- it, it is possible tonight, fam. It is fucking. P- and then suddenly I hear, yo, CPA, come here, come here. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Somebody goes and pulls me away. And there's this group of native ninjas. And they're like, yo, CPN, dog, blah, blah, blah. We watch you all the time. And I was like, oh, shit. Now, I, now I'm involved with them. You know what I mean? And we're all talking about that old school shit. They're like, yo, we're fucking early 90s juggalos up in this bitch. And, like, we're going back and forth and we're doing And she got mad and left. It didn't matter, you know, whatever. And I got smoked out. You know, and it, it it was dope. So shout out to y'all homies. Y'all know who you taught who who you are. You know what I mean? We're talking about like you know, as far as Juggalo shit goes, it's ICP over everything. You know, y'all know who I'm talking. Y'all know who you are. I can't remember any of you your names, but y'all know who you are. You know what I mean? Shout out to the homie Abel too. You know what I mean? Abel was up in the house, up in the house, and fucking, uh, I've called him on the show before, and then Gilgamesh was up in that bitch, and Gilgamesh's homie, and uh, uh, a few others, uh, you know what I mean? And, and there's and, and then my homie Skeeter, and uh, his wife and kids, you know, I got to uh, kick it with them that night, <clears throat> and we were doing it up, and uh, I gotta give a big shout out to Rude Boy, um, after the show... Uh, Skeeter's, uh, uh, Skeeter's wife, uh, took her kids to meet Rude Boy and Rude Boy took a picture with them and he asked them, Hey, is this, is this your first show? And, uh, and he goes, and, uh, the kids are like, yeah, yeah. And then, then his wife is like, yeah, it's their first show. And he goes, hold on real quick. I got some, some stuff for you guys. And he goes in the bus and he came out and he gave them shirts and CDs and shit I was like, oh, that shit is dope. Like, he hooked them the fuck up. You know what I mean? And it was funny because Skeeter and and, and, uh, and Megan, they bought shirts, and their kids wanted shirts, but they are like, no. Like, these shirts are for mom and dad. You don't, you don't need shirts. And uh, they ended up getting shirts. So, you know, shout out to Rude Boy for that shit. That shit was dope as fuck. You know what I mean? Rude Boy's a good dude. You know what I mean? I've never actually heard... Other than years ago, I know he, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but historically, years ago, Rude Boy ended up leaving Psychopathic Records, and he just kind of, like, quit, like, on some, like, just walked out type shit, at least that was the word on the internet, and uh, I think an interview with Jay or whatever, it was like, like, he's my best friend and everything else, but business is business, and we can't have that, so it will probably be a very long time before you see Rude Boy come back. It, and, and, you know, whatever it was is what it was, you know, but he's obviously back. Um, he, he's basically the one hyping for Jay uh, on this show. So, uh, but yeah, that shit was dope. So here's where the crazy shit happened. So, so Jay came out, tore it the fuck up. You know what I mean? Jay fucking came out the, the track listing. You get some new shit. You get some old shit. Some shit I don't think I've heard them play before, you know? 
Um, but I'm not going to tell you what songs were played and were not, but there were certain songs that started. I was like, it'd be dope if Jay did this song. And then it, the song starts and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh shit. You know what I mean? And, and you all know some AZ, AZ still has that old school fucking juggalo shit because I was looking around a lot more motherfuckers than not were singing along to some really old shit. Like, I'm talking 94 shit. You know what I mean? And Jay was on fucking point with it. And maybe that's because it was only day two and they had plenty of days of rest between the Albuquerque show and, and uh, last night's show. Maybe that was the case too. All I'm saying is Jay came out. He was on fucking point. They were on fucking point. Shit was dope. But then we get to the last song and the last song starts and Jay says, I want all the real juggalos in this motherfucker to join us on this stage. And that stage almost instantly started filling up with people. They played at the rock. The rocks, a smaller, uh, a, a smaller club venue, no barricade. You know what I mean? But as soon as everyone started climbing on that stage, Holy shit. That stage was fucking insane. You know what I mean? And uh, so we're all up on there. And people just fucking like crowded Jay. Like it wasn't one of those where people were around him. Like yeah, Violent Jay. Like like motherfuckers were pushing. Like Jay was like in the center. Like about to get compressed into a fucking actual diamond. All this talk about diamond rain and shit like that. And Jay was getting compressed into an actual diamond. And uh, I could see it on Jay's face. So I'm kind of off to the side, but I'm on the stage. And I'm looking at Jay. And Jay fucking face changes. Now, my boy Skeeter was in still like towards the back of the crowd chilling with his kids and shit and his wife. And Skeeter told me the same thing from where they were. And a couple other people told me the same thing that I talked to after, dude. I, I saw Jay's face just fucking go from, yeah, to whoop. It was weird. I've never seen that before. I know Jay has panic attacks, and I know this happens. But I've actually never witnessed Jay fucking just change, fucking completely change demeanor like that. And um, so Jay's in there, and the last song didn't even get played. Like, the beat just kept going, and Jay just kind of made his way out of there. But not fucking, like, he didn't punch anybody. He just kind of eased his way out of there, and he looked at all of us. He goes to the back of the stage, and he looks at all of us, and he just fucking bolted off the side of the stage and ran the fuck out the back. It was crazy. And Rude Boy and, and Carlito are sitting there like, oh, shit. Like, you could tell on their face they were fucking worried. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, damn. I think I think, I think think he wasn't expecting that. You know what I'm saying? I think Jay was legitimately not expecting to just get fucking bum-rushed the way he, he did. You know what I mean? And I am going to say this. Look, I've been, I've been to shows, you know, at other par- in other parts of the fucking country before. You know what I mean? I've even been to just regular fucking ICP tours and other parts of the country because I just happen to be traveling and visiting family and stuff and doing this, that, and the other 
while an ICP tour uh, comes through that city and I've gone. You know what I mean? I am going to say this. As far as I'm concerned, I've never fucking had as hard of a time in a crowd as I do in Arizona. Arizona's just a different fucking place. You know what I'm saying? And, and motherfuckers would know that if they come to shows out here. Now, I know I know, motherfuckers are like, yo, uh, you, you just saying that. But I hear this from motherfuckers who move from Arizona and come here. And then I go to shows with them or I meet them at shows. And they fucking tell me, yeah, the, the crowd's a different fucking place up in this bitch. It's a lot of love. A lot of motherfuckers, but at the same time, it's a lot fuck like a lot more compression is happening if you're so far in. A lot more of a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So when, when people tell me like, man, the shows aren't as hype or as wild as they used to be, that's really not the case out here. You know what I mean? There's I've been to one or two shows in, in reality that weren't as insane. But at the same time, I kind of stood in areas that were not crowd-wise. You know what I mean? Like, that were not in those areas. This last show, I decided to be more towards the front and all this other shit. And uh, we had we had a great time. And it was insane. There were the motherfuckers starting the violent mosh pits. I always end up in the area where the mosh pits, where like the crazy motherfuckers that just start pushing people hardcore and stuff and trying to start mosh pits happen. You know what I'm saying? But um, all in all, the, the, the fucking E&J show was fucking awesome. Um, I, I loved every minute of it. I had such a great time last night. And I would say, uh, I would say if it's coming to your area, definitely go check it out. I promise you will not be disappointed. And uh, I was, we were also told, even though it's not on the official schedule yet, they are still going to add a couple dates for the Shaggy show, for the Shaggy tour. And Shaggy will most likely be playing, is going to be playing at the same spot uh, because uh, we actually know some of the staff there and that Shaggy will be playing there as well. But in February, you know, towards the end of the Shaggy tour. So. That's uh, that's dope. It is what it is. Now, speaking of Shaggy 2, dope, and I got to give props to Cody out there for sending this to me, but uh, Fago Lovers posted this article, and it's an interview Shaggy did um, with uh, eCurrent.com. But uh, Shaggy basically explains uh, the dropkick, finally. Finally, we hear it from Shaggy 2, dope himself. Uh, the drop kick to uh, Fred Durst. Now, uh, what Shaggy basically says is that him and uh, some of his crew were chilling after they played, checking out some of the stages and bands, and so they were they were watching the Fred Durst set and and the the Limp Bizkit set, and that they saw some kid kept trying to get to the floor, and security kept catching them and not letting them onto the floor. So Shaggy and 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 crew. Decided to try to help this kid out and, and try to push him and, or do this to get him onto the floor. At some point, it was stated that uh, Fred Durst, uh, they want to pull some people from the crowd on stage. So, Shag so uh, Crew Day Shaggy, Crew Day Shaggy, 
uh, was like, hey, let's try to get on stage. And they were talking about, we should try to get on stage without using, like, the ICP merits. Like, I want to get out on stage without being Shaggy Tudo. You know what I mean? I don't got the paint on and all that. I could be very incognito. Security guards aren't going to know who I am. I want to get on. Let's see if we can get on stage. And Shaggy thought to himself, there's no way we're going to be able to do that. And so, but Crew Day Shaggy kept insisting they try. So Shaggy said, okay, fine. I'll tell you what. If we can get on that stage, um, I will drop kick that motherfucker. You know what I mean? I will drop kick Fred Durst if we can get on stage. And somehow they ended up on stage or on the back, you know, behind the stage or whatever, but, but in that area. And so Shaggy thought, well, shit, I told him I was going to do it. So now I have to fucking do it. Now Shaggy also goes on to explain. He's like, now I've seen on the internet, people saying that I missed or whatever. I wasn't trying to hurt him. I don't have any beef with Fred Durst. Me and Jay have been wrestlers for fucking years. The only reason it looked fake or, or wimpy is because Fred Durst didn't necessarily sell the dropkick because that's how dropkicks work. You know what I'm saying? And then Shaggy also makes the distinction that we that some of us actual intelligent people out here have been making, which was, well, if Shaggy really wanted to fucking kick him and send him flying off the stage, he could have. All he had to do was run a little faster and kick him fucking hard. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all he had to do. You know, but obviously just being just wilding the fuck out, doing his little drop kick, fucking barely like back tapping him with his foot. You know what I mean? Uh one of the members of Shaggy Crew, I'm guessing it was Mosh Pit Mike because we saw Mosh Pit Mike getting wild up in that motherfucker. He said one of the members of their crew got beat up by the security guards when that whole shit broke out. So it is what it is. But now we have it from Shaggy. We have it why he did it. And uh, obviously him confirming what any intelligent person is saying. Yeah, he wasn't trying to hurt the dude. He was giving him a wrestling drop kick, which without a sell. Always looks, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's wrestling. Well, a lot of juggalos who don't understand wrestling, which is weird for me. And I, I get it. People don't like wrestling. I just don't know how juggalos don't understand wrestling like that, though. I mean, come on. Like, a, a good portion of ICP is based on wrestling. You know what I mean? A good portion of ICP is literally based on wrestle on pro wrestling. <clears throat> so it is what it is. So there is that. That has uh, that has done its thing. Um, now uh, Ouija Mac. I don't know if you guys heard of this, but Ouija Mac uh, for water damage. That shit happening. Um, but he has a. Uh, you go to Fago Lovers and check out the article, and it has all the links to pre-order this. To order this. But Ouija Mac is basically, uh, he has a water damage mystery box. Um, if you go to lazyandcrazy.bigcartel.com, um, you can get a, a, Ouija, a Ouija Mac mystery box. Uh, you'll get two Ouija Mac t-shirts uh, chosen from five different colorways. You get one random item 
from the mystery pool. So I guess they put items in from the mystery pool. Now these items can range in value between $20 and $250. So it's kind of like a little lot lottery. Um, you get a limited edition enamel pin. So you get to the pin collectors out there, you get one. And then you get a sticker pack. So sticker collectors out there, people who like to get stickers, uh, you got that. Um, basically, the box itself can range uh, from a value between 110 to 340 bucks. And the box costs $40. So for $40, you get almost triple your value on the low end. And uh, you get uh, almost uh, nine times your value on the high end for what you paid. So uh, there you go with that. You know, so definitely check that out if you're a Ouija fan. If you want to get a hold of that shit, <clears throat> maybe get yourself some dope collector shit. Maybe buy a couple of them. Yo, buy a couple of them and keep one of them sealed. No, this box will forever remain a mystery, fam. So it is what it is. Now, I want to give you guys an update also uh, on the uh, on the Ouija Mac car situation. Uh, that thing. So, obviously, you haven't heard updates from a long time. Uh, basically, at this point in the game, uh, ba- I-, I did a bunch of phone calls there was hundreds of people I had to call. I made notes. I did the whole thing. Um, I've narrowed it down to, I think, who should have. Now, if you haven't got a call from me, this is why. I've sent you messages when you first inquired. I've made phone calls and got no answers. At this point, I'm, I'm out. Like At this point, the, the calls is done. At this point, uh, I can't, like, it, it took long enough because of all the people I had to call and people constantly just adding themselves into the list and doing this, that, and the other. So that's why, you know what I mean? So that's why that took that long. Now, after that, what I've been doing is I've been trying to secure a vehicle and that, that is a challenge in itself. And the reason that's a challenge in itself is because, yeah, there are programs and places out there that will donate a vehicle and stuff. Um, now, there's a few people that I, that have hit me up who, who said uh, they can donate a vehicle. Some some people, I, I've lost your messages. I cannot find your messages. Other people um, that I've talked to and stuff, uh, a lot of them are like, yeah, I can do this, that, and the other. I've had offers like, yeah, you could buy this one used car and there's this is the only thing that's wrong with it. I'll sell it to you for like twelve hundred bucks and this, that, and the other. Which is not necessarily the point. Um, I think uh from what I gather, Ouija Max um literal thing that he wanted to do with this is he wanted to show he wanted like he came up with a concept like there's a juggalo somewhere whose life would be made way better. Um, if they just had a vehicle and, and just the way life is treating them right now, they can't get their hands on a vehicle. But getting a vehicle in order to get to work and do some shit like that will give them a boost so they can, you know, do better in their fucking life. And then hopefully they pay it forward. And what I believe is other fucking portion of that was that this right here, the Juggalo Nation, the Juggalo family. 
in itself would come together to help out. Now, I am still working on this myself. But I need you to understand something to everybody that's out there getting frustrated about how come there's no update. When I say I'm doing this by myself, I legitimately mean I'm doing this by myself. Not one person out there has, has lifted a fucking fingernail to assist. You, you know what I'm saying? Not one. There's been no assistance. There's been no anything when it comes to helping somebody out there. You know what I mean? So I've been doing the whole thing myself. I've been trying and trying and trying. I've actually gone outside of the means of Juggalos to try to find if I can secure a vehicle to be uh, donated to somebody. You know what I mean? Um, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? So, so at this time, um, that, that's all, that's all that's, that's necessary at the end of this. The only thing that's necessary now, right now, the only thing that is even remotely fucking necessary now is to get, to get our hands on the vehicle so we can, uh, so we can hook someone up. You know what I mean? But just like pretty much everything else I take on in life. This is all being done by myself. Um, and it is what it is, dude. It is what it is. That's all I could say. That's all I could say. So, But with that, ladies and gentlemen, do we have any other news to talk about? Do we have any other fucking news to talk about right now? Uh, nope. I think that's all well and good. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. y'all and welcome to the motherfucking carnival of coonery now the coonery we're going to talk about today is something i've also been seeing on social media for the past couple days so if you don't know over at rocks tv uh sid jones uh did an interview with king gordy like an in the studio interview and they're sitting there smoking weed and, and talking and this, that, and the other. And of course, in classic Rocks TV fashion, you can hear Bob Ross in the fucking background. <sighs> 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 Do that fucking interview. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh fuck yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I'll do that fucking interview. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Well, that, that heavy breathing got me a little dizzy. Oh, man. I can't be doing that shit no more. <sighs> oh, fuck yeah. Sid Jones. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Sid Jones, just interview King Gordy for me. Oh, fuck yeah. Child's Play Ninja, shut the fuck up. Don't you see that $2 super chat from Penta X? He says, Coonski, or we fucking riot. Well, guess what? There's no need to riot today, in fact, but I want you to fucking riot. Do you know why? Because rioting is one of the ultimate forms of coonery. All right, anyway. So, uh, thank you, Koonski, for doing that, but uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, in said interview, uh, King Gordy stated he is the greatest, um, he's the greatest horrorcore rapper, horrorcore artist of all time. And of course, motherfuckers be taking issues with it, and of course, and, and, and because we're humans... And because we're, 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 we're people, and of course there's a lot of people out there, and especially in the underground, who uh, suffer from Little Dick Syndrome, and so the only way they can claim to have the giantest dick is by saying that their artist is the best. You know what I mean? My artist is better than your artist, man. So I've been seeing all this argument, and of course everyone throwing names out there, and this, that, and the other. Brother Lynch Hung, ICP, Twisted, fucking... Um, Esham, um, X-rated, Gangstanip. I've seen Gangstanip. Um, couple, couple mentions I didn't see, like DRS. Um, you know, I think DRS should be up there, even though they, they, uh, their hit single, the, the single they're known for is not on any way any horrorcore shit. If you listen to that fucking album, the DRS album, fuck. I mean, they got songs about gang raping bitches and, Fucking, there's one song where this dude was all cracked out, and uh, he he fucking passed out, and he woke up, and his whole his whole family was dead, and he come to realize that when he was all fucked up, he ended up killing his family and passing out, and doesn't remember any any of it, right? So, I be DRS to be, and I love me some fucking DRS, you know. I love I love getting a chick in my car and putting on the strip song and just giving her the f- most fucked up look. Especially if I'm driving and we're out we're out in an area where I know we're in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? I put that shit on and I'll just look at her as I'm driving. Girl, I'm really sorry that it had to come to this, but I'm not going home with no fuck tongue and kiss. Anyway, you could take this how you want, but you need to realize that if you wasn't selling, then you should not advertise. Now I'm anyway. You better move your fuck. Don't have to give me shit. 
girl because I'm taking it. You better move your fucking arm, girl, or else I'm breaking it. Yo, fellas, yo, hold this bitch down. I'll break me off a piece and then I'm passing her around. That hoe shoulda know what we wanted her to do. Why you daughter in my room at a quarter after two? Oh my god, woo, that shit, uh. But nonetheless, nonetheless. You know what my problem is? And, and and you don't just see this in hip-hop. You see it with metal, too. You know, oh, my God, my band is so much better than your fucking band. Uh, we fucking whip my dreadlocks and scratch my fucking head with my spike chain bracelet real quick. Uh. You know what I hate about this? You know what I think the, the big coonery is about all this shit? Nobody's established a measuring stick. You know what I'm saying? Everybody out here, this person's better than this person, and this rapper's better than this rapper, and this group is better than this group, and this band is better than... Man, man, man. What's the measuring stick, fam? That's my question. What are we measuring it by? Are we measuring who can rap the fastest? Who can fuck it? Because let me tell you something. There's a lot of rappers out there that probably can't even hold a cancel a candle to like bare naked ladies. Chicken of China, the Chinese chicken. You, you, you know that shit? That song? It's been one day so you look at me. I'm sorry. If you actually listen to the verses of that shit, fucking, if you listen to like, like Britney Spears and Miley Cyrus have fucking songs where they're just like, just going, you know what I mean? So if the measuring stick is who can do it the fastest, that the, some of y'all's favorite rappers are being beat out by Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, and the bare naked ladies. You know what I mean? Hell, hell, I bet you there's rappers out there that actually cannot coherently do the pour some sugar on me song. Hey, like a bomb, come on, baby, get it on. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So there's that. Fucking Corey Taylor from Slipknot raps at times. There's a song, uh, there's a song. Uh, that he does with Soulfly. It's called Jump the Fuck Up. Listen to that song. Corey Taylor straight up raps in that shit. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, okay, then it comes to who uses the most words. Who has the better vocabulary? Bitch, you better start reading some poetry then. Motherfucker. You know what I mean? You better put all most of your rappers down. And just start reading poetry. Just start going to poetry readings, fam. Guess what? There's some feminist slam poetry out there with some pretty big vocabulary. Vocabulary don't mean shit. Okay. Well, okay, fine. Well, it's uh, it's whoever's the most popular then. Bitch Soldier Boy was popular at one point in time. Now he's selling knockoff video game systems and getting sued by Nintendo. But Soldier Boy was popular one time. Lil Wayne was pop. Well, it, oh, and that's another thing on the words. It's all about the punchlines. I'm not a fan of Lil Wayne's music, but I tell you this much right fucking now. Lil Wayne got punchlines 
for days, bro. You know what I mean? Lil Wayne got some motherfucking punchlines for days. Oh, I just don't like when rappers try to sound all fucking like like ignorant and stupid. Oh, really? And I bet you you like the Afro Man album, don't you? I was gonna go to the store, but then I got high. Oh, then I got high. Call 45 for two zigzags, baby, that's all we need. At the end of the fucking day, I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you who's right on who the greatest fucking horrorcore rapper is on, on, of all time. You're all wrong. Each and every one of you are fucking incorrect. You know why? Because who's the greatest is not a fact that can be provable. Because who's the greatest is basically subject to utter fuck a fucking opinion. Who a good artist is and who a bad artist is differs depending on who the fuck you talk to. You know what I'm saying? It all really literally depends on who the fuck you talk to. I guarantee you. I can I can find somebody right now that does not like your favorite rapper. You know what I mean? I guarantee you the majority of people in this chat room might not like some of your favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you when you walk down the street, the majority of people you pass by may or may not like your favorite rapper or your favorite band. Straight the fuck up. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And, and let me ask you this question. Can we can we uh can we put Eminem in the fucking horrorcore category? Especially those first two albums, fucking Slim Shady and Marshall Mathers. I mean, could those not be fucking hor- brain damage ever since the dad was born? Drugs, used, what they used to say was on. You know what I mean? Fuck it, that one song with Haley, just the two of us. Baby, just the two of us. You and I, and that whole song, it sounds all nice. And it's literally like he fucking killed Kim and her boyfriend and, and the other kid had their... Uh, and don't worry about that little scratch. Don't worry about that little boo-boo on her throat. It's just a little scratch. It don't hurt. Her was eating dinner and got ketchup on her shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? And then if you actually listen to the song, Kim, what? That, that, that's one of the most violent, fucking uneasy songs out there. It's not even a song. That's literally just him screaming with this crazy, scary beat in the background. I'll tell you this, out of all those horrorcore artists out there, Eminem is the only artist that, like, okay, Violent J and Eminem are the only two artists that ever, while listening to music, gave me the heebies, fucking jeebies, the heebie-jeebies, fam. Like, how many of y'all motherfuckers got heebie-jeebies from a song? The first time it ever happened was I was listening to Mental Warp for the first time in my life. I was laying on my bed. I was literally laying on my bed listening to Forgotten Freshness. Fucking um, Mental Warp came on. I think it's on Forgotten Freshness 2, right? Mental Warp comes on, and I'm sitting there listening to it. It's dark. It's, It's nighttime, and I'm sitting there. I have headphones on. I have headphones plugged into my stereo and I'm laying there just vibing to this album. And then there was that 
fucking line. I'm calling for my mother. I'm crawling up the stairs. My mother's laughing at me, and she's been dead for years. And I just went, oh, God. Like, that scared the shit out of me, dude. For some reason, you know who I was imagining in my head? You ever seen American Werewolf in Paris? You remember, like, once he, he's, he becomes infected and he's in bed with that chick, he can see her mom, and her mom's all fucking corroded, dead? That's who I was imagining, just standing at the top of the stairs laughing. And I was like, ah! You know what I mean? And then the only other time that ever happened was in 2010. I was, um, I was really obsessed with watching videos... I never, I didn't believe, I don't, okay, so like the Illuminati, I, I thought Illuminati panic was retarded. Um, I, I think if you actually believe in the actual Illuminati, you're a fucking retard. Uh, Adrian Mixa with that $5 says, Sir Mix-a-Lot, I'm your new god, and corn daddy chills. Ooh, yeah. No, those are a different type of chills, fam. Those are a different type of chills. And and if you're talking about those two songs like that, corn daddy, and okay, Here's another one on that level. Um, Jonestown Tea by Otep. <sighs> but anyway. No, daddy, no. No, daddy, don't. Leave me alone. Anyway. That fucking. But anyway. Um. Oh, yeah. I saw somebody say Bone. Yeah, Bone Thugs in Harmony. You listen to East 99 shit? That fucking actually no, I'm not okay. Three times, Bone Thugs and Harmony was actually the first shit to scare me. Actually, that was the first shit to scare me. Mr. Ouija, are you with me? I'm here, and Mr. Ouija, could you please tell me my future? Will I die a murder? Will I die a bloody murder? Come, come again. Steel City Dahmer with a two dollar, or that three dollar says. That's how I feel about Amy's in the attic, right? Amy's in the attic. Well, anyway, in 2010, in 2010, I was watching like one of these Illuminati conspiracy videos, and they were talking about a song by Eminem called My Darling. And they played a little snippet of it, and I was like, yo, that shit sounds interesting. I got to go listen to that shit. I guess it was on the uh, extended edition of uh, Relapse. And so I found it. I was like, oh, shit, my darling. So I'm sitting there listening to My Darling by Eminem. And this song was already creepy as fuck. And I'm sitting there like, okay. And then the end of the second verse fucked me up so bad. Okay? You know, I gave you enough time. Your soul's mine. I'm taking it back. You fucking bitch, why? Because I love you. Look a little closer. Isn't that us on that poster? <laughs> oh my god, dude. That that fu- I was like, oh god! Ah, ah, why? And I was thinking of um I was thinking of that uh there's this fucking poster of Eminem where he has his hoodie on and stuff, and he's kinda like that, you know? And he's looking down and he he looks fucking evil in it. And I was thinking of that, you know, and isn't that us on that poster? That just fucked with me so bad. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would definitely put Eminem as a horrorcore artist. 
You know what I mean? A lot of people say Eminem's the greatest rapper of all time. And if we're going to call him a horrorcore artist, well, then then why is it? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, though, this is what it goes down to. None of y'all are right. Because the greatest of anything is always a matter of an opinion. It's always an opinion. Always. 100% of the time, whatever is great or the greatest is an opinion. 100% of the fucking time. Not 2% of the time. Not 50% of the time. Always 100% of the time. So the fact that y'all are fighting over it, the fact that motherfuckers are legitimately arguing over it, the fact that it even sparks a debate, I think y'all are stupid. And y'all are on some motherfucking coonery. The carnival has come through. You are all coontastic. You're coontacular. You all receive the award of Coon Spookerton. Motherfucker. And uh, that is the coonery that was on the agenda to be talked about tonight. And with that shit said, ladies and gentlemen, Alright, so, I'm going to ask you what movie I'm describing. Now, <clears throat> now I'm going to give you a line from, um, um, we're going to do, do three movies today. I'm going to give you lines from the movie. You tell me what movie I'm talking about. Now, this movie I watched last night, um, I haven't seen it in years, and for some reason it was on HBO Go, and I had an inkling to fucking watch it. Are you ready? Here we go. Yes, hello. Do you remember what I said to you in the tunnel? Uh, yes, yes, I, I, I think I remember. Uh, you said something like you didn't kill your wife, right? And do you remember what you said to me? Uh, yeah, well, what I do remember is you were pointing my gun at me. You said, I don't care. Yeah, that's right. I don't care. I'm not trying to put together a puzzle here. Well, I am, and I just found a big piece. Good job, Matthew. <laughs> Wait, did anyone else? Yeah, good job, fucking Matthew. That's right. The fucking Fugitive. If you haven't seen The Fugitive, it stars Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is basically a marshal chasing down a fugitive who is Harrison Ford. I, I shouldn't have to tell you anymore to make you want to go watch the fucking movie, right? It is what it is. So, with that said, hold on, hold on. Let's get ready. Kimball, yeah, that's right. I see you. I see you. I, my girl's never seen the movie. And so I'm going to show it to her, um, you know, anyway, 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 so the next movie on my mind right now, hold on, 
because I'm getting them jank- jambled up. I know, I know I already said that one. All right, here we go. Oh, all I'm saying is I don't I don't think Antoine expected for him to react the way he reacted, but he got to re- expect a reaction. I mean, is it as bad as eating her pussy out? No, but it's the same fucking ballpark. Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Touching a, your wife's feet and sticking your tongue in the holiest of holies ain't the same fucking ballpark. It ain't even the same league. It ain't even the same fucking sport. All right, there you go. There you go. A fucking... Uh, Black cherries fucking got that shit first. And then I see some of y'all. Okay. Yeah, some of y'all. Some of y'all got it. Hell yeah. Fucking uh, Pulp Fiction. My all-time favorite fucking movie. Now, I'll, I'll give you a line from my second favorite movie. Okay. You're missing the point. Wait, no, no, no. We're not going to go with that one. Um, What's the other line? Okay, I'm just going to give you the famous line. We're all made to believe that we grow up to be big movie stars and rock stars. But we won't. We're starting to realize that fact. And we're very pissed off. We have no great war. No great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. All right. So Matthew and Black Cherries both came in with that Fight Club. I got to tell you this much, guys, right now. If you've never read the Fight Club book, I highly recommend it. Even if you don't read books that often, I highly recommend you you fucking read the Fight Club book. So, uh, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. Duh. Okay, there we go. I was like, what the fuck? All right, so I got three short stories for you, but there's a theme with these three short stories. The theme of the three short stories is a phrase, and that phrase is, take your pants off. Hopefully I got your attention with that. Anyway, so uh, the first one is uh, going to be... uh, a funny story about a friend of mine. So I got this homie named Angelo. And uh, he, he's pretty homophobic, which makes me believe that he, he is suppressing some feelings. But whatever the fuck, right? But Angelo's my dog. Angelo's been my dog since fucking ninth grade. Right? And uh, one time we were partying. And Angelo goes, you want to see something cool, guys? 
And uh, I turned around and said, actually, you want to see something even cooler? And I didn't know where I was going to go with that. And then my homie Prototype was standing next to me. He said, yeah, man, take your fucking pants off. And we were laughing, right? They we were like, oh, shit, what the fuck? So that became this running joke where it'd be like, hey, what, what's up, Ange? Hey, hey, check this out, dog. Take your pants off. Dude, what the fuck? No, no, no. It's all good, bro. And so, like, we would just do it at random times. We'd be out eating or something. Hey, Angelo, how, how's that pizza? Dude, this pizza's really good. Yeah, fuck it. Dude, take your pants off. And that's just how we would do it, right? Well, one day we all went um, we all went to karaoke. And we were sitting there, and I was uh, – I went up to sing a song, and Angelo was after me, Right? And uh, so I do my song in between, like, parts. I was going, hey, Angelo, take your pants off. And he was sitting there getting pissed, right? And then so once the song was over, I was like, my friend Angelo is going to sing next to everybody. And he needs to take his pants off. So uh, we need to let him know to take his pants off. So Angelo gets up to sing. And we're at our table, big group of us, and we start chanting, take your pants off, take your pants off. And the whole bar kind of joined in with us on chanting, take your pants off. Uh, when we left the bar, Angelo was not too fucking happy about that. Screaming at us, saying how we embarrassed him. Now... This bar incident is only a couple years, a few years ago. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> I, I was on YouTube when this happened, you know, but <clears throat> we're like, bro. Okay. Listen, what do we need to do to make it better? He's like, I don't fucking know. Well, I know what you could do. You could take your pants off motherfucker. And he's, we literally stopped at a red light and he got off the car and just decided he was going to walk home because fuck us. And it took us like an hour to get him back in the fucking car to take him home. <laughs> so that's story number one. Now, story number two is going to be a little more on the extreme side. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure... When, when I remember this, I, I'm pretty sure my principal tried to molest me. I mean, tried. Like, didn't get far. But I'm pretty sure he tried. Um, I was sick. I, I forgot why. I was like in second grade, and I went to the nurse's office in school. And my principal walks into the nurse's office, and like he was like, hey, Ryan. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I think so. You know, and it's like, I don't feel good, this, that, and the other. You know, I don't feel good and this, that. And he goes, oh, okay. And he, re he, he leans into me and he goes, hey, Ryan, um, you might have to take your pants off. And I go, um, okay. And then he asked me if I wanted to sit in his office. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, like, no, I'm okay. And I never really thought about it. And then years later, I was like, why the fuck did he say that to me? What the fuck was going on? I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's all that happened. But, like, it's boggled my mind. Like, wait a minute. 
And then I say to myself, sometimes I meet a fine-ass girl, and I, I think to myself, girl, I wish you looked at me the way my principal in second grade looked at me. You know what I'm saying? Damn, fam. No, but anyway. So this third story, this last story, actually happened at a Twisted show. <laughs> so me and my boys, uh, we went to uh, the Mayor Mayor show a uh, long time, long time ago. And uh, so, so uh, we're sitting there, Mayor Mayor show, we're kicking it, we're doing the damn thing. And some crackhead comes off the street fucking and there's like a good what maybe 30 40 of us out there and he's asking people for money and uh my boy uh gives him a bunch of change and he's looking at it and and he turns to me and he goes hey man what you got for me and i go man i ain't got nothing i'm broke oh you're broke huh take your pants off motherfucker and i go Oh. Now, it's not like anything was going to happen. There was 40 juggalos out there and one crackhead, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And then he turns over to my boy and goes, is this all you got for me? So I look at my homie and I go, hey, man, let's um, let's go over there. And so the way Rialto is, is there's a sidewalk, but then you walk around Rialto and there's a there's an alley that goes down. And I was like, hey, man, I, I want to somehow walk down that alley. Come with me. And so my homie comes with me, and we're walking down the alley, like, talking, like, yo, that crackhead's fucking crazy, dude. Crackhead comes around the fucking corner. Hey, where do you think you're going? And we're like, oh, shit. And uh, we fucking took off running down the alleyway, and he came crackhead through chasing us and shit. And we ran around the entire block, and we're like, we're running. We're now running towards towards Rialto again because we went down this way across this way back up now we're coming towards Rialto again and everyone's laughing and we're like where is he is he out here he's chasing us he's chasing us he wants my pants off he wants my pants off fam and uh and it was funny it, it, it was a funny uh, it was a funny day um so it is what it is but that was take your pants off now, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta let you know here before I go. Um, I have um, I have basically um been talking to some uh, Juggalo old school legends. One person that actually hit me up, I I couldn't fucking believe it. Like I made him confirm it was fucking him. I was like, is this the you motherfucker and i made him confirm with me that it was him says he he would love to come on the show talk about some fucking juggalo icp history we're talking about somebody who who's been working who's been with icp a name y'all will know y'all didn't even know you knew until i fucking say it which i'm not gonna say it here but i was like damn bro I got someone else, another Juggalo history motherfucker. Now, both of these, has hit, they hit me up. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you, da you down to uh, 
down to uh, do the podcast. I'm like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. You know what I mean? Uh, and then uh, there's been some talks. So this is what I didn't say. But let's just say at Bala's, there was some conversations. Uh, this Sunday will be more of a specialty show, though. And uh, next Sunday, getting certain people on different days. There, there are certain people I want up on yelling at me. Uh, but this Sunday, the new intro, uh, the new intro should is going to be here because there's just some finishing touches I have to do on the intro. We're gonna have the new intro this Sunday, and uh, with and then uh, there's there's some people, there's some guests. They can't make Sundays, but they can make Saturdays. You know what I mean? So there's some shit that'll happen on Saturdays. I might actually change it to Saturdays anyway, because of the fact that in April Game of Thrones will start. I won't be able to do the show on Sundays while Game of Thrones is happening, fam. Is though. But with that shit said, announcements um, and stuff about the Patreon shit. Um, some other cool shit, some other shit I'm going to be doing on Patreon. Um, there's a lot of stuff now I'm going to be posting on Patreon as well. Just like old shit, cool shit. Um, so uh, with that, that, that'll be all up there. You know what I mean? Um, some stuff will be, uh, well, not, there's going to be some stuff that's public. And then some of the other stuff will require, you know, obviously uh, you have to be a patron. So with that shit said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out this motherfucker. I'm going to go finish my dinner and probably sit down with my chick and actually watch The Fugitive again, even though I watched it last night. It's a good movie. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care. But anyway, with that said, I'm out this bitch. Fuck y'all. I hate you. I hope bad things happen to you. Suck my dick, lick my ass, and uh, kiss my balls, fam. And I'm out.